Hey. Hey, Justin. What's going on, man? Apparently, there's something happening this Tuesday. What's happening this Tuesday? An NBA draft lottery watch party. What? An NBA draft lottery watch party? Yes. It is going to be hosted by us, apparently. The Summit State of Mind in conjunction with Apollo Media. It's going to take place at Memorial Trail Ice House. And apparently there's a few specials as well. Are you privy to that? Yes. There's something that I have heard. There are $3 Lone Star beers. Dollar Jello shots. $5 Pendleton whiskey. $4 rocket shots, aka cherry bombs, and $20 domestic buckets. But that is just not all. From 5.30 to 7 p.m., Saloon Door is there to sample beer for everybody in the building. And it is also Steak, steak Night! $19.99 12-ounce hand-cut ribeyes with buttery garlic mashed potatoes and green beans. Delicious. And last but not least, GM... We are going to have opening night Rockets tickets, as well as surprise Houston Rockets swag, courtesy of, that's right, the Houston Rockets themselves. So we are in for a great night. We are in for a great occasion amongst all the Rockets fans, and we want all the Rowdiest fans to load up on that patio and cheer on to go get that number one pick. Right, GM? Absolutely. Let's go get Victor. Let's go get Scoot. Let's go get Victor. Let's go get Scoot. I prefer Victor. That's cool. Scoot. Victor, come to our watch party. You're listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so, yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team, partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on all social media platforms at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commish, at Summit SOM Pod, and at Apollo NBA, and at Apollo HOU. GM, on a Thursday night on a May 11th, we are a officially five sleeps away from the NBA draft lottery, which could end up panning out or shaking out to be one of the biggest occasions in Rocket history. But before we dive into any of that, I got to do my my proverbial, my usual, my normal, how you doing tonight? How Dude. you doing? How, how you doing? Dude, I'm feeling anxious. I am feeling uh, bewildered. I am just beaming with anxious energy for the draft lottery. And let me tell you, man, I am just, I don't know, man. I'm a little worried, but I'm very excited. You know, if you've heard the the ad before, we got a watch party. We got a watch got party a happening. watch party. Absolutely. So before we get started with anything, you know, we didn't, we didn't get to record last week. We did have uh, some... Uh, family, uh, things that we had to take care of uh, in that sense. So we were actually in New York over the last several days, but we're back now. We're going to here to discuss 
Houston Rockets and how they are going to pan out in terms of the NBA draft lottery GM it's a very important day that's coming this Tuesday you know you have the obviously the generational talent the number one prospect since LeBron James French LeBron French Durant by all accounts and purposes nicknames amongst the NBA circles but you also have Scoot Henderson you have Brandon Miller you have Amen Thompson it's a pretty stacked draft in terms of the top four top five but you know going into this now I want to kind of educate the people and kind of let them know kind of what the NBA draft lottery is and how it really pertains to the Rockets. Not a lot of people completely understand um, the percentages and how it works into the Rockets' favor. People think people aren't people don't even remember the fact that there's a lottery. I think a lot of the casuals are like, okay, well, the second worst record, you should have like the second worst pick or like the worst, you know, the worst pick. Or was it the worst record? Then you get the best pick in the draft. Obviously, doesn't work in that form or fashion. So. Kind of like, go ahead and let the people know, like, what is the NBA draft lottery and kind of like how it coincides with what the Rockets and what they're looking for. Well, essentially, uh, the NBA draft is not like the NFL draft where the NFL, the worst team, gets the number one pick. Um, what the NBA did essentially was in order to curb, uh, what do they call it? Tanking? Tanking, yes. Tanking. In order to curb tanking, they decided to do implement the draft lottery. And what it is now is that every team gets a certain percentage of receiving the number one overall pick. And what happens is that the top three worst teams each have 14% odds. Did I say that? I said that right? 14% odds? Yeah, yeah. 13, 14. No, it's actually... Okay, so it's actually 14% (laughs) odds. And what happens from there is if any of them drop out of the top four... All is placed depending on their record. So, since Detroit had essentially the absolute worst record in the NBA at 17-65, the worst that they can do is drop out of the top four and be the number five pick. For Houston, since they have the second worst odds, since they beat San Antonio in the coin flip, the furthest down that they can go is the sixth overall pick. And for San Antonio, it'll be seventh and Charlotte eighth and so forth. So with that being said, that is Houston. Their floor is number six, which would not be ideal. But obviously, number one and number two. This is a very top-heavy draft. Victor Wembanyama, like Toman Fertitta said, pray for Victor. And Scoot Henderson, the true Scoot. I mean, his real name is Scoot. Not, so Brand- not Brandon Miller? Uh, where, where, where a lot of NBA rival executives are having him at number two now? Eclipsing Scoot Henderson? Well, hey, man, that's I, I'm not a scout, but I know what I see. And I like what I see from Scoot Henderson, to be frank. But, you know, that's besides the point. When it comes to the draft lottery, it's just, you know, it, it, there's a lot of different things that can happen. And it's a TV special. More money, add money for the NBA. That's essentially what it has become. I mean, it's designing it as like a prima donna. Not prima donna, but very much like a... It is more or less a money grab at this point to kind of like make this like a huge thing, which is great for the fans as well, though, right? Like the NBA draft lottery yeah, is kind of kind of create that sense of, it's, uh, you, you know what I mean? It's doing its job. We're all coming together to watch. It's very suspenseful. suspenseful. And with that being stated, that's the point. That's why it's that's why it is a show that happens before a playoff game. I believe it's either that or a halftime. 
But what I can say is this is very invigorating television. It is essentially cinema, is what some people would say. I do love my cinema. 52% uh, for the top four uh, for chances amongst Detroit, Houston, and San Antonio. So those top three teams do have a 52% of landing within that top four, which which is a good percentage. But I think people also kind of fail to realize that number 14, which means everything at this point, um, like you said, it being a very top-heavy draft, like in my opinion, I think the 14% chance of getting that number one pick is essentially really, really low. But at the end of the day, it's what gives you that highest upside percentage to get somebody like a Victor Wimbanyama. The thing that scares me, though, on my end is if the Rockets fall between four to six. Like, that's kind of like where I, that's kind of where my fear lies amongst this team right now. I just want to, I don't want to speak it into the universe, obviously, but I at least want to acknowledge this and to kind of prep the fan base just in case. But what exactly happens? Where do the Rockets go from here if we do end up dropping between picks four to six like what would what would the scenario be for the team do we keep do you think that we would like keep that pick or do you think we like end up trading it i think the likelihood is keeping it even though i think they prefer to trade it to be honest with you excuse me trade it for a jalen brown obviously something along those lines but uh, um when, when you think about it this team has plenty of young players and if this young player isn't exactly like a superstar game changer in the sense um, based on the scouting department, you know, I do like the Thompson twins, Jarris Walker. Those guys are all very solid players. They can all become something. Everybody has the potential to become a star in this league, but obviously they want the one that flips the pendulum, someone that turns the needle, you know, like, come on. They want a Roman reigns. They want to, they want a tribal They want chief. a needle mover. They want, they, a well, they mover. need, they don't want, they need a needle mover. Exactly. At this point. I mean, Jalen is definitely one of those guys. He's, but he, and we're in a league where everybody needs help. One right. star cannot change everything. And, you know, if this team were to become something, they need to draft very smart, not be stupid. But at the same time, um, if there is an opportunity where they can trade for a valuable veteran, if we fall to number four, number five, number six, um, and by all means, Raphael Stone. But realistically, you're probably going to end up keeping the pick and drafting one of those guys that you might have a pressing need for. Or Jarris Walker. <laughs> I, I, do like, I do like the idea of Jarris right, Walker. Right. But, you know, I, I don't know how him and Jabari Smith Jr. would work, but right, we'll see, man. Well, I mean, Yeah, because I wanted to talk about, you know, because now that we're talking about the low end of the spectrum, and now I want to talk also about the high end of the spectrum in terms of of this draft, um, we all know that you you're you're a Scoot Henderson guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a Victor Wembanyama guy. Yeah. Let's go ahead and let's break this down properly, GM. We don't need to go too too deep into this in terms of these guys as players. I kind of don't want to to do that unless we end up landing the number one or the number two overall pick. But I kind of want to at least prep the fan base, get them ready, and let them know like who those top two prospects are and why, you know, in so many ways they're seen as generational talents. Then and, and like so far along as if the point is uh as if if Scoot Henderson was on any other draft, like last year, the year before, or even the year before that, Scoot Henderson is the consensus number one overall pick. It's just that he's he has a seven four Frenchman that's ahead of him that's a fucking unicorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's let's lay it up to you right now. So, so 
tell the people who Scoot Henderson is. Tell them like basically what he would bring to the table for this Rockets and what makes him such a special talent. Scoot Henderson is what I would call a generational point guard in terms of what he brings to the table. His athleticism is second to none. He's got Derrick Rose-like athleticism. He is someone that is strong. He is built. This man is not going to be for the weak. Uh, he looks like a grown-ass man. He's 19 years old. Uh, he looks like he can already play it in the NBA. Uh, so I would say he has kind of like that bulldozing demeanor of a Kyle Lowry, in addition to uh, Derrick Rose athleticism. Um, his shot isn't exactly the most consistent, but he is certainly someone that can improve in that department. Um, his vision, his passing, people have compared it to Chris Paul. So when you have and add all of those elements of a player, you're almost giving me the you know, prototypical like point guard that you would build from the ground up. He's like a robot. Um, there's certainly a lot of hype on him, but obviously everyone is clamoring over Victor Wembanyama because of his his height, athleticism, and talent. But Scoot Henderson is not someone that you can look over so easily, even at the number two overall pick. At, even at number one. I mean, hey, man, you never know. Some team, it just takes one team to be like, yo, I want Scoot instead. And they can trade down to number two. But who knows, man? I mean, anything is possible, but this guy, I believe, is a generational point guard that can change the landscape of the NBA at the one. And let's just let's just make it perfectly clear here. If you, if the number one pick fell on your lap, who, who are you drafting? <laughs> I'm not going to be the. I am not going to be the GM that passes up on Victor Wembanyama. Okay, so okay, I am okay. drafting Victor Wembanyama. As long Wimbiama. as we have an understanding. Okay. So Scoot Henderson, and, and, and let me, I'm going to give my flowers as well to Scoot Henderson. I don't want to act like I'm being blindsided here by being a Victor Wembanyama stand by any means. Scoot Henderson, in my opinion, is a three-level scorer, a five-tool player in baseball terms. A perfect player, like you said, prototypical. You, you build him in a lab. He's built like a linebacker, already out of the gate, like a big-ass running back. He's more muscular than all the other point guards right out of the gate. An NBA-ready body. A uh, can work on the consistency of the three-point shot, but it looks like something. It's a great form. It's something that will fall. I think in NBA level, it will fall. And he's the type of player that will put in that work to make it happen. In my in my bold opinion for Scoot Henderson, I think give him two or three years and we'll see John Morant level. John Morant level talent right out, uh, right out of the shoot in like year two. Yeah, I think definitely. we'll already see him just be absolutely dominant in terms of what he brings to the I think the rookie year right out of the shoot. Like, I don't think he's going to struggle. I think right out of the gate, he's going to be super successful. And he, you never know, man. By the end of year two, you maybe even year three, he might already be a top four point guard in the NBA. Mm. Like, I think he has that insane level of talent. A Russell Westbrook-like build right out of the gate could possibly give you triple doubles, um, could possibly be that next level point guard that can guard you know, play the play the one, maybe even play the two, can guard the positions, can bully other players uh, on the defensive end and offensive end. I think what he brings to the table is perfect. But 7'4", 7'5", in shoes, continually growing, 18-year-old Victor Wembanyama, the consensus number one overall pick out of France. The man can do it all. When I talk about Scoot Henderson being a a three-level score. Victor Wembanyama is a three-level score on freaking steroids. When you think of think about this, Jim. When you think of seven-four, you think of Yao Ming. 
you think of Sean Bradley, mm-hmm. you think of Manute Bull, and you think about who they were as players with Yao Ming being the most flexible and highest, you know, a volume scorer out of the three. Yeah. But they were big, they were slow, mm-hmm. they were centers, yep. right? The argument going the other way is that Victor Wembanyama could freaking be the power forward. He is like Ralph Sampson with the skill level of a Kevin Durant mm-hmm. right out of the gate. And I know a lot of people like to throw the word unicorn around. They've done it with Giannis Antetokounmpo. They've done it uh, just last year with Chet Holmgren. Even they threw they threw that word around. I think the I think the NBA has waited for so long for a type of player like a Victor Wembanyama to come into the draft. You're talking about making a point guard in the lab. Victor Wembanyama is the prototypical NBA player today mm-hmm. because of the fact that the bigs are stretching out further and further and further. Coupled with the fact that Victor Wembanyama has a legit handle of the rock, can handle it like Durant, can handle it like a Nikola Jokic, like a big with handles, his spin move is smooth, he can score on all three levels, three-pointer is consistent, mid-range is consistent, he has a spin fadeaway that's absolutely unstoppable, Dirk-like, he can finish strong in the hole, he has high shooting free throw percentage, this dude plays great defense on top of it, five-tool player is Victor Wembenyama, right out of the gate, he may struggle, like I will say that, foul trouble is a thing, but on the flip side of that, you are looking at the highest profile player since LeBron James in 2003. With everyone thinking, you know, at the time, too, if you backtrack, people thought LeBron was going to be, you know, LeBron was the prototypical NBA player at that point. Because you're looking at, Mike, you know, you were looking on the back view of a Michael Jordan, on the front view of a Kobe Bryant. Tracy McGrady was starting to, you know, starting to become a superstar at that point, Vince Carter. So they were looking at a 6'8", 6'9", LeBron you know, and like, okay, this is going to be the guy that's going to carry us into the future. I feel similarly with a Victor Wembenyama because of the way that the NBA is trending towards where the big, like I said earlier, the bigs are starting to step back more and more and more and more. But the scary thing about Victor is that he's doing everything that Durant does. He can do everything that a Dirk Nowitzki does. He can do everything that a Ralph Sampson does. He can do everything that a Nikola Jokic can do. And he's freaking 7'4". That's the scary part. Hmm. That's what makes him a multi, like not even a once in a generation, a once in a multi-generational type talent. You can't, you know, you're only blessed by God at that point to be 7475. You can control everything else. You can't control your height. Yeah. So right out of the gate, there's that. GM, basically what I'm trying to say is there's no way in any shape or form any of the 30 teams can ever pass up on a Victor Wembanyama, and I'm telling y'all right now, if you guys are gonna go look uh, at on YouTube, go search up Victor Wembanyama right now, and go ahead and educate yourselves before the NBA draft lottery, because this guy is absolutely insane. He's one of the best players. I mean, he was so highly touted, GM, that they freaking this is the first time ever that's ever happened. And if you bought the NBA League Pass package, they actually showed. You know, the France team, they, his local French team that he's playing on right now. He has you have games that you can watch live of him playing you're talking about the nba and how they're prepping dude they know where their next gold mine is yep. it's victor Wembanyama. Mm-hmm. they are basically grooming this man to carry the nba into the future past lebron past steph curry past luka Doncic. don't even they've picked their next golden goose it's victor Wembanyama. what do you think um, yeah, you can definitely see that. I mean, it's extremely unprecedented to see a player with this kind of hype being placed on 
NBA television. And it's definitely not normal. I mean, obviously, we did see what the two-game series between the Metropolitans and the G League Ignite, which is the team that Scoot Henderson plays for. Watch that on YouTube, by the way. Watch those clips on YouTube. Yeah. That, 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 those it, highlights it, were... It, it highlights Louise. both guys in a way that makes them look wonderful and amazing. And let me tell you something is that... The thing about Victor is that with his talent and his size and what he brings to the table, it just it is landscape changing hence why the nba is latching their bandwagon onto him um it, it might be a little unfair considering that he is 74 um you know obviously at that height longevity might not be something that is in the cards for him considering his size uh as years progress and miles add on to those knees and those feet there could certainly be issues that can last throughout the test of time and that is certainly something that is scary as incentivizing as his talent and everything that he brings to the table longevity longevity is something that you're certainly taking a chance on um i I, as, as people say you know like you still draft the best player available and even if victor gives you five or six amazing years as a top tier star those are five or six years that you are put at near or at the top of the food chain as a team that can certainly win a championship. Um, the reason why you could possibly lean towards Scoot Henderson uh, is the opposite, longevity. He has the strength. Um, I don't know if you guys watch things like, there's things that I keep an eye on, like landing mechanics. When you jump in the air and you land, and Scoot Henderson has amazing landing mechanics. And that when you land a certain way, it helps lessen the pressure that is on your knees. And that's just for me, man. That's just for me. Um, I love it. Yeah. But at the same time, I get it. Yeah, you're Victor right. is still right. the guy. Yeah. And, you and know, the, yeah. Like, man. like, like there's a lot of different pass? factors. Yeah, it's it's, it's extremely difficult. But I think the easy decision is you draft Victor Wembanyama. That's it. Um that's fine with me, man. I will live with whatever this team decides to go with. Right. I will support this team no matter what. Um, obviously, we all have opinions as fans, but at the end of the day, we'll, there's only one team. Um, we can just bitch and moan all we want, do whatever we want and say, but whatever this team decides to do, me, the commish, and the rest of other, you know, Red Nation, Rockets fans, whatever you want to refer to them as, we will still follow this team blindly <laughs> yeah no, I, mean, well, I mean i don't think we have to at this point i mean we've done it all our lives and we've devoted three years of service towards this podcast last show so i don't think we have a choice i think we, we we're pretty much in the we're in the weeds now at this point there's no way of getting out of it we're like the oppo we're oppo taco vince mcmahon here we are in the weeds as a as opposed to what vince said vince said he's going to stay out of the weeds but we're we're in the weeds here in mm-hmm. terms of the houston rockets gm I do quickly do want to touch up on this before we uh, before we move on to the next topic, which is going to be a very important topic. But you know, we did talk about Scoot Henderson and Victor Wembanyama, but just kind of give like a quick summary of how like uh, the impact of a Scoot Henderson and where he would fall in today's lineup, basically if he we were to draft him as our starting point guard. Man, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. will definitely have to be the guy that goes to the bench. Scoot Henderson will be our guy as the opening night starting point guard um that's not a slight on kevin porter jr um it's just more so where could he be more effective 
Uh, Scoot Henderson can definitely be the guy to lead an offense. He has been a point guard all of his life. He is a floor general by all means and everything that he brings into the table. If we were going to start a player based on swagger, then Kevin Porter Jr. is at the top of the list. The man carries himself with such swagger, such confidence, and I absolutely love that. But I do believe that if Kevin Porter Jr. were to be the sixth man, he'd be the sixth man of the year. Like He's definitely someone that has those type of capabilities coming off the bench and impacting the game in other ways besides uh, leading the team as a point guard and trying to lead an offense in terms of playmaking. Um, scoring is obviously his best suit. We've all seen it. The guy can shoot the three ball, undoubtedly. Sometimes inconsistently, but at the same time, he, he's 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 a he's dynamite, you know. And he's the only one that can really essentially shoot the three off the dribble. Um, as good as he does, he's very good at that. Right, but, right. You know, um, I do believe that Scoot would be the starting point guard opening night. Um, would I bet money on that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think for from my standpoint, Scoot Henderson, right out of the gate, like you already like heard what I already said, he's going to impact the game immediately straight out. And even if I'm, even if Ime Udoka is going to say like, Hey, you know, you have to earn it kid. Scoot Henderson is the type of player where he's not just going to, he's not going to go with the flow. He's going to rip, he's going to rip that position away from Kevin Porter. Yeah. Like I think he'll do everything in his power to rip that position from Kevin Porter. He has very much a Russell Westbrook like dog in him Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, contorting the game to his will and I think that if you put them in training camp, you put them in, you know, a random gym in Galveston, and you let them go head to head, I just—I mean, Kevin Porter is going to be in his bag, obviously, but then they're going to see more of a scoring aspect out of a Kevin Porter. So I fully agree with you in terms of Scoot Henderson and what he provides to the team and immediate impact. Um, It's—it's—you it's, know—it's all hearsay because we just don't know if Harden's obviously going to be coming as well. There, there's just so many facets and factors here. But uh, pivoting over to a Victor Wembanyama right out of the gate here and what he would provide to this Rockets team. I mean, if I could just go into that real quick. Instant impact. Superstar level talent that not even Jalen or Jabari can even touch as of right now. Jalen obviously being closer to getting to a star level. But Victor Wembanyama coming to the Rockets immediately. I mean, even with an Alperin Shingun, you can even argue on the back end the Alp could coexist with a Victor Wembanyama, with Victor playing the four, mm-hmm. while Alp plays the five, and you push Jabari to the three, and you're looking at a possibility of th- uh, positions three through five, all seven feet or around seven feet, mm-hmm. which would be prototypical actually in today's NBA, which was proven by the Cleveland Cavaliers in terms of success during the season, where you start packing bigger players, uh, bigger players that can move, and they can also hide Alp's weakness, which we've talked about in episodes past. But Victor Wembanyama out of the gate, I don't even really need to go into depth on what he could provide because right there, right now, all the things I said earlier, the the scoring, the defense, all three levels, the handling, the improved three-point shooting right out of the gate for this team would be exponentially improved just by the fact of having Victor Wembanyama be a, uh, if you need Jalen Green to, to penetrate and kick out and dish out or have a Harden dish out, you know, if Harden's on the Rockets, to dish out on a lob to a Victor Wembanyama, or have Victor Wembanyama set a screen and roll to the basket, or dare I say, have a Victor Wembanyama set a screen, go Kevin Love, and step out for a three, for a wide open three. Victor's capable of doing all of that. Mm-hmm. So, for me, Victor Wembanyama, it's like fitting. It's fitting the perfect golden puzzle piece to finish out a puzzle. Yeah. And group him along with an Ime Udoka, who's gonna, who's already gonna put dogs into this lineup 
what the veterans at the Rockets are going to look at. You're looking, if, if we land the number one pick and Victor ends up coming to the Rockets, despite Harden, whoever ends up coming in, because I feel like there's going to be veteran talent regardless. Yeah. Um, this team is going to vie for the plan. There's just no way it doesn't. Yeah, like this absolutely. Team, they definitely have. They with definitely Ime have Udoka all the talent, on top yeah. of it, and having Victor Wembanyama, you're looking at. I can't say the same for Scoot. I honestly can't. I can say right out of the gate though for Victor Wembanyama, he comes to the team. Maybe a Harding comes to the team. You're looking at play in, and well, if Harding comes, you're looking at essentially higher than play in. You're looking at possibly six mm-hmm. as a six seed to just 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 avoid the play in. Yeah. So I see that in terms of what Victor brings right out of the gate, and you're looking at. You know, getting shouts to my Disney folks, getting a fast pass straight to contention just mm-hmm. by having a seven four Frenchman like him. But for you, what does Victor bring to the table? Man, Victor, I, I, do I have to repeat everything that you just said? I mean, the man is seven four. He is over eight foot. He's a wingspan. video game, man. He's a the video guy game. On on defense in the paint, uh, shooting over him is <laughs> going to be a very tall task, and I don't say that lightly, nor as. Um, as a joke <laughs> i mean um he is someone that can protect the rim at all costs the only thing is strength but that will come in time um another thing is like you said the shooting touch who's gonna block that shot on the offensive end like no matter what you do no one can touch him and actually the and, only person that could maybe touch him is on the rockets and that's jabari yeah i mean that could you know, maybe you can say, or you can say Giannis, you know Giannis could get something too. Yeah, with the athleticism fair enough you know but um, the thing about him is that he just has all the tools to succeed offensively in this game. Um, obviously, he thrives a lot better with the ball in his hands. Um, with his position and his height, his vision is definitely something that can be used in terms of the ball in his hands and cutters going in and out of the paint, uh, looking into the three-point line. Who knows? But the game is very fast, and that's something that he's going to have to catch up on as well. Um, I agree. The speed will be something that will be an adjustment period for him. His touch in the post, man, his shooting in the post is def something that people will learn to love and have to adjust to in terms of defense. You just have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing him entire amount. Um, but at the end of the day, Victor is a game changer. He has legendary uh, characteristics that can vault him to being one of the absolute most rare pieces to ever be seen on an NBA floor. But man, there's there's just so much yeah, to him. I mean, so I, do, I, I don't know if I have to touch table. on no, every little yeah. piece. But for those that have seen his highlights, that have followed him, you know, for the past couple of years, uh, there's a lot of hype, man. Because even last year, when everyone was talking pre-draft about Bencaro, Jabari Smith Jr., Jaden Ivey, Victor Wembanyama was still at the top of the list of people that was talking. It's like. Let's punt on this draft tank for Victor. I'm like, yo, see, that's the, that's the thing. That's that's, that's the is, type of yeah. That's the type talent of talent that he has. And absolutely, it's it's crazy when you think about it. And also, the time is almost here. We're know? getting close, man. We're getting close. It leads in, and it segsway, segsway, segway, se- segways perfectly into the next topic. The Houston Rockets are going to be in NBA Draft Lottery Night on Tuesday, May 16th. They are going to be represented by none other than the newest head coach of the Houston Rockets, Ime Udoka, right out of the gate. GM, Ime Udoka is going to be representing 
the Houston Rockets in this NBA draft lottery. Right, right out of the gate, I just think that that's well. First of all, that's just dope. I just think right, right out of the gate, the swagger of an Ime Udoka right there with like a Rockets pin right here, just repping. Maybe he'll go with an all red suit. I don't know. What's the over and over under on that? I don't know if he's gonna go all red. I don't think he's gonna go all red. Maybe, maybe just a nice black suit with a nice little uh, Rockets lapel. Uh, yeah, maybe a nice little Rockets lapel. But yeah, I like what he's. Like what he's done, everything that he said, the coach that he's going to be, but the fact that you have that kind of representation going into uh, lottery night, I think it's going to be huge uh, for the city, and it shows and instills the confidence. And the qu- biggest question of all is, GM, is Emil Udoka going to be the good luck charm that finally nets the Rockets their first number one pick since Yao Ming? GM, Hakeem Olajuwon at number one, Yao Ming at number one. Victor Wembanyama at number one. All centers, all bigs. It looks like it might be meant to be. Do you think Ime Udoka can be that good luck charm? Absolutely. Uh, he was my guy um, when it came to the coaching search. He was my number one top overall pick. And I believe that he's going to bring some good luck to us, man. Yudoka uh, going over there is a, good, is a great thing. Um, I'm excited to see. I'm hoping that he fist pumps his way to the number one pick, like he's Tiger Woods, uh, sinking the putt on the 18th hole. Um, that that that's the kind of um, luck we need, man. Um, I'm excited. I think Yadoka is going to be great uh, in New York, or is that where the lottery is? I don't even know where the lottery uh, is. I think question. I think it is New York, but I might I, I might be I might be wrong. But it's it's an exciting time, man. Uh, new leaf, new chapter. Barclays Center, GM. Oh, it is New York. Barclays. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. In Chicago. <laughs> oh, it's going to Chicago, okay. Barclays Center is going to have the draft. Are we going to get a CM Punk appearance? Wow. He's, you know, he's been everywhere. He's been in WWE. He's been in, he's been in not Ring of Honor. He's been in Impact. Yep. And now he's going to be an NBA draft lottery night representing the Chicago Bulls. Yep. <laughs> Did you imagine? Yeah, that'd be funny and crazy. Lo- they should go local celebrities in terms of uh, the, the talent. Like, for example, like if it were Houston... Like who would be, who would represent Houston in the in the draft? That's not Bun B. As a draft lottery? No, no, no. Like who would be that? Like who would be the draft? Yeah, representative. Fifty That's Cent, not bro. Oh, Sire Spirits, man. <laughs> we don't care for that. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the uh, NBA draft lottery. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a. Well, I, I can't even lie and say it's gonna be a great time. It's not. It's gonna be nauseating. 100. You might as well nauseate together as a fan base. It's gonna be a lot of fun, but also just you know tighten those assholes one time. Everyone's gonna be freaking nervous. I'm already just thinking about it. my hands are getting sweaty. My knees are knees weak. Arms are heavy. But GM, I do want to touch up on this as a last topic. The noise just continues to grow. No matter how far they're going, no matter how peak their performance is being, even on the fact that he is on a different team right now, and that is a James Harden, who's been performing phenomenally, which we're going to discuss in just a minute, but it seems that no matter what, Woj will put out a little report, you know, another uh, NBA report arrival executives are going to talk, and they're going to say, foregone conclusion, that... James Harden is just going to go to the Rockets. Like it does not matter how far the the that Philly gets. I mean, Woj even stated on on his show saying that the the 76ers can win a title, and that may incentivize him more to come back to Houston because he's going to say, "I won it." 
So now I can go home and help my hometown team, the team that you know I've made my home over these last 10 some odd years, and I'm going to help them get a title now. So it doesn't seem like no matter what happens here, no matter how transcendent the performances are, no matter how uh, they get to the finals if they win the title this year, which they, they are right now Vegas odds has them as the odds-on favorite, it doesn't matter. Harden seems like a foregone conclusion to come home. You yeah, know? I mean, it's comfortability. A lot of players, especially at his age, he's done all he can to try to win, and this might be his best shot considering there's so much parity in the league currently. There's not a favorite, you know. Um, this might be his best shot. And I guess after this year, to him, he's like, you know what? I'm cool. Um, I don't need to try to compete for an NBA championship. I've done all I could to be the top guy, be the number two guy now with the MVP, Joel Embiid. Uh, if he wants to come here and be the new kind of number one guy that leads the youngsters, so be it. Um, but it's just kind of crazy to really think about. I haven't allowed myself to think about it. Right. No, we, yeah. uh, I think we all have. Oh, a, I have. We all, I have allowed myself. <laughs> a lot of people have an opinion on it, and a lot of people love it. A lot of people don't. I mean, it can go both ways. Um, but, you know, if you listen to this podcast, people know how I feel about it. If you listen to this podcast, you know how Kenny feels about it. Um, we don't think about it the same way. But if the Rockets brass do believe that James Harden brings something to the table in terms of vet leadership, I don't believe he's a leader. Let's just be completely transparent there. But, um, you know, being a guy that can be a star – and show these young guys what it's like to compete at the highest level in terms of just trying to get to the playoffs and possibly playing in the playoffs, so be it. Get them that um, those reps in there, what it's like to be in a pressure situation, and learn. And hopefully by the time James is really on the downfall in terms of athleticism in his career, uh, Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr., Kevin Porter Jr., maybe Scoot Henderson, Victor Mnyama, Operan Shangun, Tyree Eason, whoever's on the team still, um, they all learned, and they've all elevated their games thanks to a James Harden. But who knows, man? Um, I do not know. But if James Harden does come, and so be it. It's going to bring a lot of excitement to the city, to the team. It's going to help legitimize them a little bit again. Um, and, you know, with all that being said, right? we'll see. He's doing really well, too, for the Sixers right now. I mean, he's turning in a, an absolutely transcendent performance in terms of you know, he kind of laid some goose eggs in games two and three, but four and five have been just master classes in terms of his performance and how good he's being. You're looking at an absolute upside of having a James Harden coming back to Houston. You know, it's it's so interesting the way that his game has changed and how, in a way, Mike D'Antoni, you know, and this, uh, we owe a lot of gratitude to Mike D'Antoni. Well, James Harden would owe a ton of gratitude to Mike D'Antoni because essentially he unlocked that game back in 2016 and now he's kind of like become the like adult version of that, a fully realized version of what D'Antoni wanted him to be mm-hmm. uh, about being a point guard. Because essentially James Harden has kind of gravitated to being a point guard now. Like he seems like, you know, that seems to be his position. He can score when he needs to. He can turn in the 40-point performances on a dime if he really like needs to. Playoffs are a whole different story. Obviously, he's not always going to get that 40-point performance. But during a season, I feel like he can get that anytime he wants. But now he's fully evolved himself into being a true point guard which the Rockets do need but the performance itself um, these past several games have been 
um, absolutely masterful. What he's going to do tonight, though, is a whole other story. Can he eliminate the vaunt the vaunting uh, Boston Celtics team and catapult his team into the conference finals along with a Joel Embiid? If they eliminate the Celtics, there's no team ahead of them. They're going to make the finals. There's I I just if Boston can't come back and beat them in seven. I think uh, Philly just makes. I think Philly makes the finals at the very don't, least. Don't discount Jimmy Butler. I wouldn't. If no, I wouldn't, they get yeah, past the Knicks, of course, but, of course. You know. But a battle tested, a battle tested Philadelphia 76ers eliminating mm. a tough team like Boston with PJ Tucker definitely vaults them as a favorite. Right with PJ Tucker and all these guys that could guard a Jimmy Butler on top of it. Mm. You're looking at the you're looking at the title favorites. Yeah. If they eliminate the Boston Celtics. GM, it's funny and it's interesting that you say, you know, for opening night that would be a very exciting in terms of uh, getting a James Harden or and coupled with a Victor Wembanyama because of the the fact that we are going to be giving away we are going to be giving away tickets for opening night for our watch party. So I I do want to close. Obviously, you know, we discussed it obviously in the beginning of the episode, but you know, the fact that we are guys and I want to just kind of give this straight to y'all. The Tickets aren't even on sale yet for opening night, and you have an opportunity to get free opening night tickets right out of the gate by just showing up to our watch party. Mm-hmm. Literally just showing up for the watch party, yeah. and you automatically get in for a raffle to get free t- free tickets to get into the door and possibly see a revamped Houston Rockets with a possibility of a James Harden or a Victor Wembanyama. but for sure you're going to have year three of a Jalen Green, year two Jabari Smith Jr., year one of Ime Udoka and the newly formed Rockets, you are going to have opening night tickets right out of the gate. GM, tell the people right now, you know, what What also, as we close the show here, what are we, lo- lo- what are we most looking forward to in terms of uh, this NBA lottery draft watch party? Dr- oh, NBA draft lottery watch party. There you go. In addition to hanging out with your two favorite hosts of your favorite Rockets podcast, um, thank you again to Memorial Trail Ice House for having us and allowing us all to have a party and enjoy that is the drama of the NBA draft lottery. Um, we got drink specials going on that night, $3 Lone Star beers, $1 Jello shots, $5 Pendleton whiskey, $4 rocket shots, which are essentially cherry bombs, uh, $20 domestic beer buckets. But including all of that, it is Tasting Tuesday where Saloon Door Brewery from Webster, Texas, will be there, sampling out their beers from 5.30 to p.m. to 7 p.m. It's going to be a good time, but also, let us not forget, it is Steak Night! There you go. Steak Night, 19.99 steaks, 12-ounce hand-cut ribeyes with buttery garlic mashed potatoes and green beans. So, you don't just get to watch the Rockets. You get to have a good, you know, little... uh fancy steak dinner over there with great drink specials accompanied by your boys from the summit and apollo hou we're about to have a great time guys whether or not we do get the number one pick obviously we all want the number one pick but i've never wanted it more in my life there you go Uh, i'm saying it lightly he's willing it into existence i am but with all that being said it's going to be a great evening we're all excited to have everybody we look forward to seeing all of you um, and you know, everyone come by, say hello, even if we don't know who you are. Um, yeah, if you're just a Rockets fans, just say, yeah, just come say what's up to us. 
last but not least, obviously, the Houston Rockets are going to be uh, giving away a couple of stuff during our watch party, which we're very appreciative of. That is going to be, like I said earlier, the Rockets opening night tickets. Not even for sale, not even available right now, but you want to go and you can go for free just by entering the building. You're going to get a ticket for that raffle. You're going to instantly have a chance at Rockets opening night tickets along with some surprise swag, all courtesy of the Houston Rockets. So myself and the Jam, we do want to thank the Houston Rockets personally on behalf of the Summit and Apollo uh, for being so gracious and kind and donating for this uh, great and uh, possibly legendary event like the 2023 NBA Draft Lottery Watch Party. GM, let's go ahead and end the episode here. Give it to the people one time. I know you already kind of gave a you gave a nice little uh, ad read there, but go ahead and give them the sign-off one time. Give the people what they want. Make sure to follow your boy on Twitter, at JP underscore Mirabueno. Make sure to follow us, our podcast, on Twitter and TikTok, at Summit, S O M. POD. Follow us on Instagram at summit state of mind underscore POD. Make sure to follow our people, our brothers, our family at Apollo NBA and at Apollo H O U. You can also follow me on Twitter at summit commish. You can also uh, give a follow to the rest of our brethren, the Apollo podcast network brethren that continue to kill it. Follow Apollo Texans give them a listen off the gridiron they just made an insane draft got Will Anderson they got CJ Stroud they're looking to make some noise here along with the D'Amico Ryans so for your first Texans listen be sure to give them a listen and shout outs as always to BTD the crown jewel of Houston Astros podcast have them be your first listen beyond the diamond in terms of Houston Astros content also give a follow and listen to our pop culture side that's right the one take podcast for all your pop culture needs make sure to give them your first listen in terms of all pop culture content and we appreciate each and every one of y'all for letting us be your first listen in terms of Houston Rockets content we continue to pump out the episodes as we go week to week hoping praying that the number one overall pick lands in our lap and even if it does not the train will keep on going the Rockets will keep on chugging along and we are excited for the draft for free agency and seeing what Raphael Stone is as well as an Ime Udoka and what they're going to do for this team going into the 2023 and 2024 season. We hope to see each and every one of y'all out this Tuesday, May 16th at Memorial Trail Ice House for the NBA Draft Lottery Watch Party one time. Enjoy it with the rowdiest of Rockets fans on an open door patio with multiple TV screens, great drink specials, steak night, and amongst uh, the greatest fan base uh, in Houston by bringing them all together to witness possibly, possibly, some history so we appreciate each and every one of y'all for making us your first listen once again we're going to end this episode as the producer gives us a go home cue here go summit go apollo and for the love of god get that number one pick go rockets the summit for, 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 for life.